0: Are you ready, kids! <laughs> Is my an instrument? Oh, oh, oh. Hello, and welcome to IsMania as a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who ate all of Patchy's cookie dough.
1: Josh Hemo. Definitely have a stomach ache now.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, and probably diabetes. I mean. Who doesn't have diabetes now? At this point, welcome to America. <laughs> welcome to America. And also, welcome to our podcast, where we talk about SpongeBob. And this is a very, very special episode, because we're talking about the Christmas episode of SpongeBob. And uh, it's going to be a little bit different than our other episodes, because one, it's uh, extremely out of season. It's March right now, as we're recording. But there's only one storyline in this whole episode. It's like combined. So instead of two acts like a normal episode... We have one big ol' episode. So yeah, we're gonna not waste any more time and just go straight into this Christmas episode. And it's weird, because it has two titles, but it's season two, episode eight, Christmas Who, or a.k.a. the Spongebob Christmas Special. All right, it's time for this episode, Christmas Who. So in this episode, it's the Spongebob Christmas Special, where we meet Patchy the Pirate and Potty the Parrot. Which I always thought it was Polly, but apparently it's Potty. Like, I'm going to the Potty. And they're in in Encino, California. And Patchy decides to tell us about Spongebob's first Christmas, where Sandy teaches Spongebob about Christmas. And he gets the whole town to participate. But when, like, Santa doesn't show up, Squidward feels really bad because he's been a grump the whole time. And pretends to be Santa and gives away all of his furniture and his belongings. For Christmas and essentially saves Christmas. Really heartwarming. Yeah, very very heartwarming. Um, it is a little weird that we're doing this uh episode in March. It is a good warm up, I guess, to Christmas. By the time this episode airs, it's gonna be 280 days for shopping for Christmas. So, you know, start planning. It's not a lot of days.
1: Start filling your Amazon cards now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Put those wish lists out. Um, start writing. Start drafting your letters to Santa. You know, it's always good to have like a good. Draft one, draft two.
1: Have a couple people read
0: it. Yeah. Send it for peer review. You have enough time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just forget, like, if you're in high school, like, applying for colleges or something like that, just forget about all that stuff and just, Focus on Christmas. Focus on your Christmas list. (laughs) So, uh, big confession, Josh. I Mm. honestly do not remember this episode at all, and I do not think I ever saw it.
1: Same. Like, watching it. I definitely remember the song, but that's probably that might be Mm -hmm. just because I've heard the song on like an album or something. Yeah. And the only other part I remember is like the crazy Santa at the end. And that was it. No other part of this episode rings a bell.
0: Yeah. And I think it's because maybe we were just celebrating Christmas with our families and maybe not sitting in front of the TV and watching Spongebob. Probably. Uh, So. Yeah,
1: I guess that's happy. That's a happy thought.
0: It is a happy thought. I mean, I would like to think that's why, but I also now I'm like, wow, I didn't get to experience this as a child.
1: And we've seen that with other holiday episodes, and it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, the animators put so much time. Like, this is a big special. Like, I think this is the Mm -hmm. first time we see Patchy, right?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah. So, like, this is a big deal, and for people only to maybe see it, once a year if you want to spend time watching tv like all this work doesn't goes nowhere basically because who's really watching it i'm sure there's people who watched it but
0: that brings me to my next point how do you feel about this episode in general because i have some thoughts on it but i want to hear yours first i mean it
1: is kind of like a basic christmas story right i mean this Mm -hmm. is just basic the basic scrooge story where you have that one person who doesn't believe in Christmas or want to celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. and at the end, they are the one who brings Christmas together, like The Grinch or the Christmas Carol, or like any other Christmas story. So it's kind of yeah. generic.
0: For me, it felt this episode felt super forced compared to the other ones.
1: Well, I think that's what we've, we we fill with every holiday episode, though. It's like super. Force. like they're just they're going for a holiday theme and we kind of lose all the other like little messages that we see In I don't
0: know. for for me like uh okay so like let's compare the valentine's day episode right so the valentine's day episode even though it was like only like a half episode if i remember right yeah um it it felt organic it's like oh spongebob's celebrating he really enjoys valentine's day and he's celebrating it with patrick but like you know things go a little bit crazy and patrick Takes things to like a different level, but this one, like a lot of weird things happen in it that I feel don't feel genuine to like the characters.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, Squidward just seems more aggressively like grumpy in this one. Like I feel like in every other SpongeBob thing, it's like he hates what SpongeBob's doing, but he's never actively denying it. Like he's like, "Oh, this is dumb. Like SpongeBob, don't do this," and then he kind of just leaves it and he's like, "I don't want to deal with it." Yeah. where it's like in this one like also like another thing is like spongebob designs a machine which like you've designs, never seen
1: he designs two machines he makes that clarinet that is like like has um moving parts to it
0: yeah but like the other machine just seems like a very much like a sandy or plankton thing yeah where he's like i made a machine that like uh, like sends messages to the surface i know just a lot of really weird things and then like a one thing that really struck me was the faces that like a lot of the characters are making in this episode are really weird, especially if you look at Sandy's story when she's explaining Christmas to Spongebob. That
1: weird like interpretive crazy dance that she's doing. Yeah, and it's
0: nothing like and it's well obviously like the gag the gag isn't that it's not different that it's different from the actual story. Like, oh she's talking about Christmas, but it's like obviously a a weird story.
1: But it's definitely different for her. Like, she doesn't make any of those faces.
0: Yeah, the animations or anything. I don't know. It's just really, really. It, and something I know so throws that me off of the whole episode.
1: Patrick, too. Like, Patrick, every time he brings up, like, a genie, like, the face he makes with that. Yeah. And, like, Patrick's just, like, supremely stupid in this one, too. Like, I feel like they took all the character traits for some of the characters, like, main characters, and just, like, pushed it way over the top.
0: Yeah. And then I I want to bring up that genie thing too because I was like, why does Patrick know much so much about genies? And then he's yeah. like, never trust the genie, <laughs> like, like it's like a lesson that he has been reading in books for years.
1: Maybe he's been sc- scorned before.
0: Maybe he's been like tricked into being. Maybe he was Jafar in a past life. Or he got yeah. tricked into being a genie.
1: <laughs> Imagine.
0: Also, like uh mr krabs where he like wishes for a pony and yeah. like he kind of saves it with the whole like st- with saddlebags full of money but like but i even don't know. that's super
1: forced it's like a stupid joke like right he's like oh yeah. yeah i want a pony but i want full of money like of course mr Krabs want money like it's just it just seems silly to me and like, like I it seems see... like
0: i just wanted the pony joke yeah you know
1: yeah yeah i don't know it was all like very Like you said, over the top. And I guess the only time I've seen Squidward that aggressive is the same story arc like with April Fool's, where he's like really mean to SpongeBob and then like instantly regrets it. And it kind of felt like that a little bit here. But like you said, it was a little little too much.
0: Yeah, but like I like I said, I feel like with April Fools it's always SpongeBob or like it was Spongebob instigating something. And then it forces Squidward to be involved.
1: I guess so, and I guess if you take the reality of the situation, none of them have ever heard of Christmas. And, like, I think something that Squidward does bring up very well is the rationality of Santa. It mm-hmm. is some old man who breaks into your house and, like, <laughs> takes your food. Like, you leave out cookies. Yeah. And, like, leaves you presents. And there's, like, other cultures that, like, have weirder, like, cr- like Kramp- Krampus. Krampus, is that what it is? Yeah. Like, if you're bad, he, like, literally takes you or whatever. Yeah. It's so... Like, I think Squidward hearing this, hearing like SpongeBob make up this make believe thing isn't like out of the realm of Squidward being like, oh, this is just being an idiot again.
0: Yeah, I do like that you brought that up because um, one small lesson that I did get was major religions really drown out smaller like like festivities, Um, not to get super religious, but I always think it's very interesting how like strong Christianity is in, in America. And that how we're always like, you know, Christmas basically runs our holiday cycle. It's also like part of our like business, like nothing gets done the month of December until January. And
1: I think that just comes from the pilgrims and people that like came here from European countries who are like seeking like asylum or whatever, you know, and that yeah. was what the main religion was there. And I think that's just what carried on. Um. Because I definitely think in other countries, there are different holidays that they celebrate a lot more than just Christmas.
0: Squidward kind of brings up because it reminds me a lot of the parallels of, like, you know, like I feel like what Native Americans went through when like pilgrims came, you know, like they had their own traditions, they had their own situation going. And then even like Christmas itself, like it used to be like a whole like pagan thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, we really wanted to like celebrate Christmas. Like, no, we really wanted to celebrate, like, you know, this religion, winter, so we like, kind of like made up yeah. Christmas to fit this religion.
1: Well, it was like a winter solstice thing is what yeah. it was. Yeah. It was like a celebration for the winter solstice and then Christmas just fit into it. Because like, yeah, in the actual Christianity religion, like Jesus factually was not born in December. Yeah. <laughs> he was born in like April or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And I just think it's really interesting how like, you know, it's On the surface, it's like a fluff Christmas episode, right? Yeah. But, like, it really is pretty accurate in how I feel people feel about Christmas today. Like, there are, like, I would say a good chunk of people are like, oh, Christmas is like a religious holiday. It's like, you know, the birth of Christ. And even if that, like, part of, I would say, society kind of ignores the fact of, like, historically that it's not really that. Because, like, just as you are saying, like, There's evidence to believe that if Jesus existed, like he he wasn't born during that time, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think it's really interesting because like Squidward basically end is like, oh, I I like Christmas because SpongeBob got me this amazing gift. And I see the beauty in giving gifts to others.
1: Well, and that's that's what the hypocrisy, I think, of all Christmas is, is that it's so commercial and that's what this touches on. Like, all these people didn't Mm -hmm. care about Christmas the same way Spongebob did. Yeah. They cared about getting something. And the only person that shared that with SpongeBob by the very end was Squidward and when he gave all the stuff away. He He's like, this actually feels good. You know, he regretted it a little bit. Yeah. He was rewarded by Santa. And that's like the thing is like it's so crazy that it's become this big commercial nonsense, you know, yeah. and people make it more out to be like about family and fun and stuff or spending time together. But really it's all based around I don't know like even the day after thanksgiving like from that point on it's all you got to spend your money you got to go buy presents
0: yeah and it's like i started the like how i started the podcast with it like you know 280 days till christmas like you know the shopping thing it's not 280 days till christmas yay almost christmas it's like 280 days christmas for you to get all your presents done yeah you know yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's always so funny that like these Christmas episodes or even Christmas, every Christmas movie is always about like the spirit of Christmas and like the joy and the happiness and being together. But like we all celebrate that, we all recognize that in these shows and songs and stuff we listen to. But still, we all fall into this like commercialism that I don't know has kind of corrupted the holiday a little bit. Or every know, holiday,
0: I do agree with you in the sense of like commercialism. Like I do think that. Celebrating Christmas for just the fact that I'm getting a gift is a real f***ed up way to celebrate a time of year that's, again, about celebrating. Well, it's supposed to be about celebrating each other, right? And the people around you. Just like any other major holiday, I would say. Okay, there's two moments in the episode I really, really enjoyed. And it was the song itself and then when Squidward gets his clarinet. Because even though like getting a a gift is so commercial, the amount of thought that SpongeBob put into that gift and the amount of effort and I would say heart and love that he put into the gift is where I think we can find like the love in the commercialism. Is like as just as that sounds, you know? I think that's
1: like the opposite. I would have to disagree. Because I would say that SpongeBob I think what he represents is the not the commercialism at all it's more of the thought and what he was able to bring to Squidward was a joy by something he made not something he bought i guess that's where it's different different between commercialism and like
0: thought but i'm saying you could i'm saying and like again i don't think corporations need our money but i'm saying is like if you dig down and there can be gifts that you can buy that mean more to someone just because of what the gift means to them. Like, and it's weird because I haven't experienced it in a while, and I actually experienced it this past Christmas, is I had a lot of stuff on my Christmas list that I put for my parents as, like, like, stuff that I needed for the house and stuff like that. And then, like, I jokingly talked about, oh, like, a Switch would be really fun. But, like, it didn't, I didn't think the Switch was, like, important at all i was like i would rather have you know new dishes for my kitchen new uh, like a new knife or something like that something with utility right and then like when i i ended up getting a switch for christmas like kind of like left field like completely out of nowhere from my parents and it brought like more nostalgia to my heart than anything else i would have gotten on that list and, like, I don't think my parents were like, oh, I'm going to buy my son a Switch because the Switch is, you know, the hottest gaming system or whatever, right? I think it came from them. They're they're like, my son is always asking for, like, crap that is just, like, stuff for the house, and he's not really thinking about, like... In my opinion, like, the when I got it and I started playing it, I was like, oh, I don't really think about, like, just having fun anymore as far as like my gifts go I just think about again the utility Mm -hmm. so I think it's like a weird I'm not saying that you have to buy the gift but I think that the gift giving itself I don't think it should be 100% condemned I guess in this episode like I feel like it's the thought behind it like all the people that you're saying in the actual show they didn't give a crap about Santa coming except for like the gifts he was going to bring
1: yeah and I can think it improves the point like they just wanted something, right? I mean, yeah. everything that Squidward gave them wasn't what they wanted, mm-hmm. but they got a present just because they wanted something. It wasn't yeah. that it meant anything to them.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and I think that's the contrast between that moment where Squidward gets the the clarinet, and then like the moments that everyone else gets gifts. You know, that's the one thing that this episode really kind of think hit it on the head was not really like showing that as the big lesson, but also just like showing that as like, oh, this is a, I don't know. It's a rare moment between SpongeBob and Squidward that you don't really see.
1: Yeah. But again, it's just basic bullshit. Christmas cliche though. Yeah. That's, it's kind of sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and again, that was the hard part for me for this episode is like, I feel like it was just so forced. Yeah. Except for that little moment, like everything leading up to that moment was forced. You know.
1: But I mean, grand scheme of things, I even feel that little moment is forced too. I mean, yeah, it was like unique to SpongeBob. Yeah. But still like every Christmas story I think of has a turning point like that where someone does something thoughtful and the big meanie of the story yeah. suddenly has a change of heart, right?
0: Yeah. So I, I agree with you there. It's definitely yeah. cliche. I'll yeah. say it was hundred percent cliche. But let's talk a little bit about I know we got real deep as far as Christmas in general but I want to talk about uh, Patchy and Potty and how they fit in the Spongebob universe because this is the first time we've seen them and I don't think the creators gave enough thought into how Patchy exists in the universe when he was introduced. Same with Potty, especially Potty. Potty freaks me out. The <laughs> sp- <so. laughs> they cut off his strings, which like really just kind of is a weird breaking of the fourth wall.
1: Polly like abuse or Patchy like abuses Polly multiple times in this episode. Like yeah, he cuts his strings. He like pulls a puppeteer down from wherever they are at.
0: Yeah, and apparently in some episodes they they cut it out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then Potty gets all like hopped up on cookie dough, which is looks like mashed potatoes. To be honest, I don't think they were, they even decided to make cookie dough. They were just like we're just gonna make mashed potatoes.
1: Really, yeah, it was definitely just mashed
0: potatoes. <laughs> But then there were, like Potty was like all cracked out off the mashed potatoes and he lost his head. I don't know. Like I said, Potty and Patchy, I don't know how they fit in the universe and I wanted to know what your theories are.
1: I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that they exist at the same time that SpongeBob does. and they he, It's weird at the beginning of the episode they establish that they're able to interact through the photos and stuff. Yeah. Like that was odd. Um, but I think we see that Every time that Patchy is used in these specials or whatever, that he does somehow have this like weird interaction with SpongeBob, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just his hallucinations. Maybe he's insane, and SpongeBob <laughs> is. is all this. All SpongeBob is is just Patchy's fever dream.
0: And or do you think it's like some weird SpongeBob cult that Patchy is? Because he says fan club, but that could also mean cult. You know,
1: I feel like. And Maybe they do in other episodes. They show, I guess they do show other people in the SpongeBob movie. There's a whole crowd of pirates that Patchy brings mm-hmm. to see the movie. So maybe it is like a cult and SpongeBob is their god. Maybe that's how it all fits into each other.
0: That's what I'm saying. Cause I was thinking that, I was like, how does he, how does it exist? How do they exist together? You know, because it's, they even address the fourth, like, the fourth wall as far as like Patchy being like kind of like on TV Mm -hmm. because they're like oh and I think they come back from they're supposed to come back from like a commercial break and they're like you can hear like over the loudspeaker Patchy and then he like acknowledges the camera finally yeah so I don't know it's like really weird maybe it's like some secret government testing (laughs) (laughs) and they're keeping Patchy there because he slowly accumulated a cult of worshiping this Spongebob god
1: this pirate cult (laughs)
0: i don't know i i really i'm interested to see how one the character develops so that way i can further figure out how he fits into the narrative because it is really weird how he fits
1: yeah i mean the whole patchy and potty thing kind of feel like like those youtube like you get to the dark side of youtube and you start seeing some weird crap that happens there and that's kind of what it feels like in some of it like especially i don't know like Again, Potty just freaks me out in this episode. That's reminding me of like a lot of Salad Fingers and the creator of Salad Fingers. I think his name's David Lynch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, has a lot of weird like stop motion animation stuff that reminded me a lot of that. Or yeah. don't hug me, I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> remind me a lot of this too. I
0: don't know. Like I think if you just supercut all the the live action patchy stuff, you might get some weird narrative. Probably kind of kind of freaky. Okay, so let's get a little bit softer and lighter because both of those subjects were real heavy. So I love the SpongeBob Christmas song. Yeah. It's so silly, but like that whole that like where he's like wiggling his arms and he's like da 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 da. I just love that part. And then I found a really great fun fact which is you know how Mr. Krabs sings that falsetto at the very end? Yeah. Yeah, and I really, I was like, oh, that's got to be like a, like some operatic singer or something. They probably just brought in or whatever. But according to the SpongeBob Wiki, during the song "The Very First Christmas," Mr. Krabs' falsetto voice was done by D. Bradley Baker, which, uh, if you remember, is the voice of Momo and Appa and like a lot of other random. Like he's just a really good voice actor, and I was like, that is hilarious. That I, instead of bringing like what I thought was like a woman to sing this song it, they've just brought it in another male voice actor <laughs> <laughs> because uh mr krabs couldn't hit the high notes obviously
1: that fall said it was impressive so, it is very impressive cool.
0: but i like that because it was so like i don't know it's a light-hearted song and i think it's a good spongebob song and yeah. i think it's interesting that we only remembered that song really from this episode
1: yeah i definitely again like i said i think it's mostly because it's Based on like albums and stuff I heard from SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I think this episode does have some charm, but.
0: I don't know. It is a little bit of a letdown.
1: Yeah. I just, it's weird. I guess it's probably just Nickelodeon. They need a, (laughs) they need a fill time slot.
0: Even like the green screen Santa at the end, Mm -hmm. where like, I feel like it was just like a dude and they were just like, just around. Just
1: act like an idiot.
0: Like, act like an idiot on this thing, because he, like, does, like, a hat twirl, and then he's, like, waving, and then he, like, oh, I'm not driving the sleigh. (laughs) It's all these, like, little gags that they were, like, oh, how can we get this here, you know?
1: I think a lot of that is in hopes that parents find something enjoyable about this Christmas special, too. A lot of this episode, and, like, that crazy Santa, and, like, the donkey jackass references for Squidward are really geared towards parents. And this is 100%. the second time we've seen this, the Squidward jackass thing. Mm-hmm. When, and, when and it was actually in another holiday episode, in the April Fools. They do the same thing where he like makes the whole donkey noise when he's trying to say I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that they they do that over and over again.
0: It's more on the nose this time. Yeah, because like they actually show a donkey compared to the other time. it Like Squidward so we like morphed into one. Yeah. I don't know. Like this episode is just so weird. I just keep like thinking back on it, and it's just so odd to watch, and not in like a weird SpongeBob way. It's like just it's odd. Just odd.
1: It'd be interesting to go back to other older cartoons and see their Christmas specials and stuff, because I wonder if they're just as weird.
0: Did Looney Tunes or anything like that do like Christmas specials? I'm sure they
1: did. I mean, I just don't remember them. And that's probably the same thing. It's like, I don't remember watching a lot of Christmas specials for shows because they only show once a year and I'm probably doing stuff so with my family or something or you watching actual Christmas movies, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird Christmas is a weird time because like there are Christmas episodes that are so iconic. Like the Hey Arnold Christmas episode is like super sad and depressing and like about Vietnam in like father-daughter separation and like when you watch it you're like oh my god but like you remember it as that christmas episode but like this christmas episode doesn't again it doesn't resonate as well
1: yeah definitely not
0: but anyways we've been so heavy-handed this episode i feel like we have not hit any of the lighter parts of this episode at all (laughs) it just made us sad this is like a weird
1: opposite of christmas
0: I feel Maybe very it's, it's uncomfortable. Because it's because
1: we're talking about Christmas <laughs> nine months. <laughs> Before it Before happens. Before it happens. We're not in the I Christmas spirit.
0: Is it? Because, okay, here's some just weird things that happen. So at, when Santa doesn't come, the snowman leaves and it has like sentience somehow.
1: But which is funny because in the last episode, they referenced um, a sentient snowman when the kids decide they put a, put a hat on the snowman. Oh, yeah. And SpongeBob runs into it and becomes like the snowman. So I thought that was funny that they did that back-to-back.
0: I do like the line where SmudgeBob, he's like, his belly was small, but his nose is huge with Christmas joy. (laughs) And I was like, aw. And then I was pissed off at Santa. I was like, okay, Squidward, yeah, he's an asshole, But he gave away all his stuff, and then Santa's like, here's a letter. In a bottle. Thank you for everything. Thank you for doing that my job. That makes up
1: for it. It's the Christmas magic. It was real all along, and Squidward did a good thing. That's that was his reward. He doesn't get any stuff his back.
0: Uh, what small lesson did you get? I had another one was don't give in to peer pressure. Because Squidward got a great night's sleep, and he still got the message of Christmas without <laughs> ever having to like sing Santa's coming tonight tonight. All oh,
1: more than Bikini Bottom.
0: Yeah. I don't know. See, I also got don't impersonate people who give out free stuff. (laughs) Because then you'll be giving out people free stuff.
1: I wonder if people run into that situation a lot.
0: (laughs) Oh, giving things sometimes feels good is another small lesson I got.
1: I guess a small lesson would be the whole... They're cutting down... They cut down Squidward's Christmas tree or Christmas... Or coral tree, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. Just to put it up again in his front yard. So it's like... They're needlessly destroy nature.
0: <laughs> Don't no needlessly destroy yeah, nature. Yeah. Let's see. Let's do like a speed round. Um. Oh yeah. Where's Sandy in all of this?
1: She's too busy celebrating Christmas in her own her own dome
0: in her own way. She yeah. got the best gift out of it. She like indoctrinated an entire society with Christmas, <laughs> and then was just like bye.
1: Well, it's just interesting that like SpongeBob again has so much sway in the community that he like mm-hmm. was able to tell everyone about santa based on what sandy has said and told made convinced to everyone to get along on this right
0: although josh if you came up to me and they're like here's a person who's going to give you free stuff i think i would be i think i'd be on board <laughs> you know what i'm saying i guess
1: i believed it for however many years of my life so
0: <laughs> like for example chipotle recently was giving out free money It happened, like, I saw, like, two people, all two friends of mine posted that, like, oh, if you go to this Chipotle thing, you get free money. And then Fatima did it, our intern, and she got, like, a dollar, like an actual Venmo dollar from Chipotle. (laughs) And I was like, this can't be real. But, like, again, all these people just signing up for things. So if you tell people you're going to get free stuff, I mean, you're going to be like, yeah, sure, why not? Maybe that's um, how we get
1: more viewers. Well, just tell them, are you going to get free stuff?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I will give you one high five <laughs> if you write in now. <laughs> if you send me a letter on Christmas, you'll get a high five. Speaking of writing letters, do you think you could write a whole letter like Patrick does, upside down and like with the pencil with your legs and like using the paper instead of the pencil to write it? I thought that was That'd a be great a fun gag. challenge. <laughs> The Patrick the Patrick Star Pencil Challenge. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. So Patrick jumps on top of the tree. When
1: he jumps on the tree, yeah.
0: And his whole butthole swallows the tip of that tree. Ouch. Again,
1: I think- How does he do it? Geared towards parents. Like, I don't think a kid would understand how Patrick stuck to that tree, but clearly.
0: <laughs> he just like, he swallowed up, but that was a good like- Three three feet of tree. I'm scarred for life. Very, very <laughs> scarred.
1: I mean, good for Patrick, but.
0: <laughs> what do you mean good for Patrick? I, that's poking his brain right there, man. I don't think that's good for anyone.
1: <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. All right. I'm gonna get to our big lesson this week. Our special yeah. Christmas themed big lesson.
0: <laughs> big Christmas themed. It was a short episode either way like there was a, again i don't know you and i josh i think we kind of we were not fans of this episode nah but again which is kinda it's kind of weird because it's in the golden age of spongebob
1: maybe maybe it's just again out of season
0: i don't know maybe we'll revisit it when we have more christmas joy in our hearts yeah <laughs> the tax season is getting to us
1: so what was your uh what did you get for the big lesson
0: mine actually was a pretty heartwarming big lesson Ooh. mine is Bring happiness to those around you. Nice. It's a very Christmassy big, big lesson because, you know, really what SpongeBob did and what he really wished for was that everyone could experience the joy of Santa. And that's all he really wanted for Bikini Bottom was for everyone to enjoy that. And even in the end, Squidward, that's what he wanted for everyone to enjoy. I think that's even what Sandy wanted when, he told SpongeBob, when she told SpongeBob about Christmas. About Christmas. Yeah is to experience the joy and traditions that come with with Christmas. And I think a lot of times if we are sharing our traditions and our cultures and our holidays with each other, it's usually to bring happiness to people we care about. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a that's a big heartwarming lesson that people can bring home is, you know, just be nice to those around you. If you I think if you left your house with that mentality, that I'm going to bring happiness to the people around me. I think you'd, I think people would like you more. You know what I'm saying?
1: Fair enough. Just having a more optimistic outlook on life.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to be optimistic. It's not even like, oh, good things are going to happen to me today. It's just like, I'm going to hold the door for that person because I'm going to be nice. Or I'm going to say, hey, sir, you dropped your wallet instead of just being like, I live in New York and I don't like talking to everyone. You know what I'm saying? Fair or maybe enough. saying... Even if you don't have any money, you be like, oh, I'm sorry, homeless man. Like, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> and then they'll be like, you, asshole. And then you'll be like, thank you.
1: Solid. You know? Yeah.
0: Happiness. <laughs> so what's yours? Is yours more, dire or more sad and nah, depressing?
1: It's about the same. It's like, just involve more charity in your life. I think Squidward's a big, kind of the story arc for Squidward here is that once he started doing more charitable stuff, he started feeling better about his life. I think a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of times we get so busy with work or friends or relationships or like literally everything else in our life that we forget that, you know, being charitable and like involving yourself in the your community in some way actually does make you a better, well-rounded person. It may not feel like you have a ton of time, but like it doesn't take a ton of time to like volunteer somewhere mm-hmm. or know, find little projects that you can do to help out, you know. So I think that's important for everyone to remember is that a little bit of charity work you know makes you feel good and goes a long way,
0: yeah, and it, even like again, if you have the means a couple dollars here and there probably help someone out, either if it's like I feel like a volunteer, I've never done like full volunteer work, but I mean if you wanna support those around you, I think giving your time or your money to them is the best way to do it,
1: yeah, and there's a little i mean there's literally little things that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just again finding the time. Like even if you don't have time to go donate to charity or with an organization, like Omar said, just like two bucks to some homeless guy will change his world. Basically, you know. Yeah. When you're, what are you gonna do with that two bucks?
0: You know. Yeah. So, buy a, buy a McDouble.
1: Exactly. He'll go buy himself a McDouble because he probably hasn't eaten <laughs> in yeah. a while. So,
0: as rough as we were on this episode, I'm glad that we we cut out. Of its cold beating heart, uh, to like very nice big uh big lessons that aren't like a hundred percent Christmassy.
1: Nah. I feel you can apply this to every day of life.
0: Every day.
1: Every day of your life. Yeah.
0: Every day is Christmas with SpongeBob in your life.
1: <laughs> Let's go with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Since we're not restricted by, you know, the, well, we are restricted by time. We're all restricted by time. Unless some of you guys have a secret, please email us Um, (laughs) the secret to escape time. But you can listen to this on Christmas and you can be like, wow, Omar and Josh, bunch of Scrooges. (laughs) Or, you know, you could listen to it off, time and to be fine with it.
1: And if you are listening on Christmas, Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas. And if you're not listening on Christmas, Merry Christmas, because time is a construct. <laughs> so, um, if you want to send us any emails or comments or suggestions, please uh, reach out to us on um, and or you can directly email us at ismainneasapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, send us your favorite uh, memes and other whatnots on there. Uh, Don't send us nudes, please. Not again. (laughs) And also, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and your enemies. Maybe you could give this as a Christmas gift to the loved ones that you have in your life.
1: The joy of SpongeBob and us.
0: And before we go, I really want to give this opportunity to Josh to share his Christmas wish with all of you. So (laughs) when you're ready.
1: You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. My wish is that the people of Bikini Bottom would stop paying any attention to the inane drivel of this constantly streaming out of this dunderhead's mouth.